LIW, The Walking Dead, and Fear the Walking Dead review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW, Fear the Walking Dead review, episode 104, Not Fade Away, I guess it's called, which is seems like improper grammar. Maybe never fade away? I don't know. It might have been some, something somebody said, and they just kind of took that little clip from it. I don't know. Fuck it. Who cares? A little weird, the name. Um, this episode... Okay, as I, if, you're, if you listen to these shows, or this show, rather, um, you, you heard that I said I watched the first three episodes, and then I decided to do this show. So that means I've had to catch up and do the recordings of these. But So I've had a bit of a gap in between watching those three and watching this one. So when I watched this, and I was, this, this one starts off with Chris on the rooftop um, doing a little video diary for some fucking reason. Uh, to nobody, it appears. To us, maybe. I don't know. But he's doing this, and then he's like explaining that, you know, now... and. The, the military's here, and they have a fence up, and anybody outside of that fence is is dead. They said there's nobody out there. And um, they show Travis running around. It reminded me of uh, the original Walking Dead, like where they kind of just got acclimated to the prison, or they got acclimated to the farm, or they just kind of grew. You know, they, they got too comfortable, and it felt weird. But this was, there hasn't been really that much uncomfortable, and they're doing this weird moment of, where they're kind of getting used to their world. I, I don't know how else to describe it. I'm sorry. But they... So I, I was like, did I miss some episodes? Did I skip? Because I have... Because as of right now, the entire first season is done. All six episodes are out. Um, they just ended Sunday, and today is Wednesday. So I am a few behind as far as keeping up to date, but I will catch up, obviously. But I was like, did I watch the wrong episode? Because this is so far from where they left us. Because last we left, they killed the neighbors, the military showed up, and that was it. And then they're like, hey, we're here. And I remember in the last episode, I was like praising the show for something that is different than the other zombie movies or TV shows or whatever, what have you. And I was like, wow, the military is actually like really trying and they seem like they care. And they really do seem like they're on top of this. And this episode shits all over my point and goes right back to cliche. Because the military in this episode, is they're all fucking evil and they kill people for no reason. And they, they're all like inhumane assholes for no fucking reason. And I always hate that. I'm so sick. It's because it's everybody's fear. Like, really... I, I talked about this in my stand-up before, where it, it's not, you're not, I'm not really scared of the zombie apocalypse, I'm more scared with the, the people, and that's kind of why the original Walking Dead show, and, and the comic, really, especially, is more, uh, you're more scared of the other people than you are of the zombies, because zombies you can just outrun in this world, but y- human beings are smart, they're tactical, they can have ulterior motives, they can taunt you, they can fucking, they can get gangs together, they can do some really vicious shit. Meanwhile, the zombies are pretty pretty one-track minded. They just want to eat your fucking ass and face and mouth and guts and cheeks. And why am I focused on the head? Anyway, they can do what they they don't. They're not that scary, really. Zombies, as long as you can run. If you're a cripple, you're fucked. I'm probably fucked because I got a back bad back and knee. I'm fucked. I'm dead. I'm not gonna make it, guys. So good luck out there. Hopefully, when it happens, I'm in the studio. I can report to you if the internet works. If not, I'll shoot a video diary on my roof to nobody, just like fucking Chris does. 
Um, where was I? They, the, anyway, that's where I was. Sorry, the military shows up, and then they're all fucking assholes in this episode, and they're like, they take over this little town, and they build up the fence, as Chris explains. And Chris is on the roof looking at him, and he sees a little glare in the distance in this house. And, he, and he's like, wow, and he starts recording it. And then uh, it kind of cuts later to uh, Nick in the pool. He's in the pool a lot. And he's like, oh, no. And then uh, Madison's like, uh, hey, do you want some drugs? What, you didn't take your pill today. And he goes, oh, I don't need it. You know, sh- sh- I shouldn't need it, right? And he goes, she's like, oh, we're trying to wane you off slowly. And he's like, ah, fuck it, I don't need it. She's like, okay. He doesn't really trust him. And, you know, good call on her end. Because what he's doing... I'll just fuck it. I don't care about the order of this episode. What he's doing is he's waiting for Liza to help the neighbor lady or neighbor guy. I figure who it is. Who the fuck is next door? I don't know. She's trying to help her medically. Um, but when she, they don't take the medicine, um, excuse me, I'm a little confused how this fuck it. I don't, I don't know who these characters are. There's so many characters that are similar to me. I didn't know who the fuck it was. I don't know who she was helping. I really didn't. I tried to pay attention to that, but it's like uh, they lost me with so many fucking names all at once that I don't know. I couldn't tell if it was uh, Daniel's wife. I don't know. I don't think so, because it's like a different lady that she's helping in her garden. Who fucking knows? Anyway, I'm rambling. Anyway, Nick is like watching through the fence, and then when uh, Liza leaves with the medicine for her, he runs over and he steals the drugs. So he's just stealing her drugs and, and then using them himself. And then, uh, yeah, he doesn't want the drugs that his mom's given him. And I'm like, at this point, just take the drugs and avoid the suspicion. But I guess when you're a junkie, you're fucking retarded. So you don't, it doesn't matter, right? Is that how that works? He doesn't, it bothers me. Just just take the drugs and you have twice as many drugs. Or just save it for later to squirrel that away in a tree fucking somewhere. And then you're fine. You got that for later. Because you have a finite supply of drugs. Another big plot line of this episode is that the military has taken over and they are not following through on their commitments. Like they said, they're going to bring in drugs and food and all this stuff, and they haven't followed through on any of it. And then um, the military guy's out in his Jeep reading off the new decrees, and he's like, oh, you, you shall not leave the walls. If you leave the walls, we will have to detain you. And that goes back to that whole glare thing from the window because Travis is shown that little video by... Um, his son Chris and he blows him the fuck off because why not Chris sucks Chris is a piece of shit character I hate him hope he dies soon anyway they the, the military guy's reading the shit off and he's like yeah I'll do this and hey guys you're one of 12 designated safe zones south of whatever the, the weird Mason-Dixon line is in California I don't fucking know but he's like you guys are lucky ones you are the survivors be nice be friendly just get along survive be calm. He's basically covering his own ass. So, but they, he also is like, well, we'll get medicine and don't worry. Like, calm down. But he, he hasn't. And people are getting very mad at him. And he couldn't give a shit less. And then there's a weird scene where the military guy pulls Travis aside and goes, hey, you have to come talk to this guy. I think his name is Patrick. And then he goes, okay. And he walks in there and he's like, why do I got to do this? He's like, well, I want to keep it quiet. And if you don't deal with it, I have to go kill the guy, basically. And then Travis is like, all right. He seems bored all the time. He doesn't really seem to care. But he's like, all right, I'll go. I'll go. I guess. So Travis goes and talks to him. And then the guys just, they're all like, I'm so worried about him. I'm so worried. Like his wife. 
his kid or whatever. And I was like, we're so worried. I'm so scared. And then they reveal who Patrick is, and he's just some dude with a lot of facial hair or hair on his head. And just sitting there on the, on the side of the tub. And he's like, I just can't do it, man. I just can't do it. Travis is like, what can't you do? And he's like, it, I can't, just can't do it, man. I don't know if I can do it. And that's the whole fucking scene. Travis is like, get your shit together. That's really all the scene was. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. This, this is so fucking boring. You made it. Because everything that happens in this is off screen. Because later on, Patrick steals his old car, his own car somehow, drives it away. The military guys find him along the fence and then kill him all off screen. All this is told by the military guy to Travis during a slow, boring conversation. Instead of us fucking seeing that goddamn scene, what is wrong with this show? Why do they hate you? This show hates you. It really does. It's starting to become The Walking Dead already in this episode. And by that I mean there are some great high points of, of The Walking Dead that are like make you watch it, that make you excited for the characters. And then there's 85% of the rest of the show, which is boring. The show should be half an hour. But they just don't give a shit. They want to bore you, apparently, because all of that happened off screen. And I, I don't know if they're thinking, like, we want to see it through Travis's eyes. What did he, how did he find out? I don't give a shit. It's a cast show. It's an ensemble cast. So go ahead and show that. Maybe Travis saw it. Who knows? Why do we have to do it like this? I don't... It's the No Country for Old Men ending. I'm sorry if I spoil this movie, but censor your... Just cover your ears for three seconds or hit the fast-forward 15-second button now. End of No Country for Old Men. He, they all die off-camera. Brolin, and then there's a big shootout, and you don't ever see it, and that's fine in that movie. But when it comes to this show, welcome back. Uh, when it comes to this show, I want to watch that because it's episode four. It doesn't. It doesn't fit. It fucking bothered the shit out of me. And then I did, my next note is boring because it just keeps dragging. They wander around. Characters walk around slowly, talking to each other. There is no life in this fucking episode. I don't want to judge the whole series yet out this episode because I did enjoy most of the first three episodes. But this one is a goddamn flaming zombie turd. Um, and by zombie, I mean they don't show a single zombie in this episode, which is fine if this were episode one or two. But when it's episode four and we know it's, know about it, I don't, I don't know, maybe cut a little bit in, of that in. Maybe because... I'm skipping all over the place, but um, Madison... Uh, does hop the fence. She goes and they talk a long time about that fucking video that Chris took, piece of shit character. So she goes and tries to find this person, but she only gets to the road, sees all these dead bodies that the military killed. And people weren't even affected at all. They just shot him in the head and moved on. And then the, the military shows up and she has to duck under a car and hide. I kind of like that scene. That was actually exciting. Just seeing what she had to go through. I assume she wasn't going to get killed or anything like that or get caught because if they did catch her, they'd shoot her. So you kind of know nothing's going to happen. But it was it was well done, and it was like that actually happened. Now imagine if she got back, if you see her leave over the fence, and then the next thing you, you hear about is her going, hey, I went over there, and there was dead bodies everywhere, and then you know, there was like bullet holes in the guy. That would have been so fucking boring, but they actually showed this. So that's what I'm saying is show, don't tell. That's It's, it's a classic 
screenwriter and filmmaking secret. And it's not even a secret, it's common sense. Holy shit, obviously do that. Um, the fucking show is driving me nuts already. Um, the military guy's a dickhead, blah, blah, blah. And then it got into a whole confusing thing where it was Liza pretending to be a nurse for this lady, which I kind of mentioned. Uh, Nick's doing the drugs, that's when all this happens. And then a military doctor shows up to talk about the one lady. I th- I'm pretty sure it was Daniel's wife. It must have been because they, she decides to uh, take her to the hospital. And then uh, they're going to take Daniel with her. With her. I guess he's her husband, so I guess we're going to do that. And all that really, all, remember that's wrong with her is that her, the thing fell and crushed her ankle. And that's it. That it. And then um, she talks to uh, the military policewoman or nurse, doctor, lady, um, vajoctor, I guess we would call her. Um, she talks to Nick, and she's like, you haven't used since this began? And he's like, no, no. She's like, you have an accelerated heart rate. And he's like, you're a pretty lady. And I, I'm like, it's the girl from uh, The Returned, that failed A&E show that I loved. I loved that fucking show. It was a, a remake of the French show Les Revenants. It was great. It was like people came back to life all in this town that died. Oh, excuse me for the chair noise. All these people came back to life. And then the show got put down after one season and it, it was like this is the worst year for tv for me because i got into like a bunch of shows and all of them got canceled wayward pines got canceled fucking christ love both those shows both dead dead in the water anyway she's her um who gives a shit right she plays a lesbian doctor in that doctor right yeah anyway i don't know if she's a lesbian here we'll find out uh, i hope we found out at least um, she gets really close to Liza and tells her to keep pretending about being a doctor. I don't know why. I think it's to keep her alive longer. Maybe she does like her. Maybe we see this into scissor, zombie scissor. I don't know. Um, oh, I should take this second, this, this spot to go. I just got back from Vegas and I was at the V, um, theater inside of the Planet Hollywood epicenter. I don't know what you call those. It's a casino, but it's also like a casino mall hotel. I did a whole set about it last night during my stand-up, but I there was this thing. I did. The, I talked about this on uh, Phoenix West Show, episode 52. Um, came out a couple days ago. But I don't understand because they had a zombie burlesque show at the V Theater. And I'm like, am I supposed to be turned on by dead people? Stripping? I don't get the fantasy here. Where there's to me, there's a great disconnect between zombie eating your brains and woman I want to fuck or look or look at so I can think about her when I'm fucking jerking it later. But there, those two, those that Venn diagram, those two circles never cross. They never ever cross. There's no room for for overlap or similarities for me. I just don't get it. I get it that that's their theme and that's what they like. They need to have a theme, but dead body. Sends the wrong message to the to the public, to the masses. Um, and we wonder why people are so fucked up. Why do we have to cross everything? Not everything has to be weird and sexual. We're not Japan. I'm sorry. Anyway, back to this fucking show. Madison's outside the fence, like I said. She comes back. Blah, blah, blah. Daniel t- and then she has a little chat with Daniel about his past. and like Because they talked about they want to take uh, Daniel's wife away. And he's going to go with her. And Madison's like talking about him, like, "Oh, you gonna go?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go." And he, he starts telling the story, that, which I liked, 
which was that when he was younger, his dad was a, a village elder and like a really smart, wise, and everyone looked up to him. And then these like guys came along and uh, took these people from the village. And he's like, are you going to send them back? He goes, they always come back. And he goes, well, they were right, because when I was fishing in the village, when I was very young, uh, fishing in the river, excuse me, um, I saw the bodies, and they came back. Like, they floated downstream, I'm guessing. Or you just found them on the riverbank. I don't know. But I was like, oh, that was a good story. And he goes, you know, basically when they say, you know, don't ever trust them, basically, is what he's trying to say to her. And that they lie the most, and they assure you the most once they're about to fuck you over. They get they, they do it quietly, is what he said, I think. I think he said that. I didn't make that up, did I? If I did, I um, writers... Uh, Fear the Walking Dead at AMC, I couldn't write your show better than you, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, I think they said it in the show, to be honest. Uh, anyway, the uh, she takes this as, hey, go check up on your son, and then runs off and then catches um, fucking Nick. There we go. Sorry, there's so many characters. They Not really. <laughs> there's like six. Um, she, she goes and follows up on Nick, and she catches him taking the drugs. And then it's like a mother beating her son down. Like a fucking... Like uh, Ray Rice. She just keeps slapping the shit out of him. And I'm like, God damn, she goes crazy. She's fucking lost her shit on him. And, uh, you know, Alicia shows up. This is the first time in this episode I mentioned Alicia, by the way. Which means to me, and it should mean to you, who gives a shit about Alicia? Go ahead and cut that character. Don't give a fuck about Alicia. Just go ahead and get rid of her, because I hate her. I hate her more than I hate Chris's character, in a different way. Um, Chris, they don't know how to write for. They write the most boring shit for him, and he just seems petty about everything. But Alicia is fucking irritating. She's just She gets in everybody's business, and she's a fucking bitch cunt to everybody. Everybody. I hate her. Anyway, she's like... She goes to talk to Nick in his room. She just starts barging into his room. And he's like, get the fuck away from me. Nick's like, you know, knock. And she goes, let me in. And I was like, Jesus, you fucking spaz. Goddamn psychopath. Ugh. And there's like, Travis tries to get in with her too. I'm like, leave the guy alone. He just wants to be alone. Like, they have to force themselves on people's business. It's fucking invasive. Like, fuck off. Ugh. Anyway, um... The military tries to save Nick, or take Nick. The military shows up to take uh, Daniel's, I'm reading my notes here, Daniel's wife, because of Rankle. And Daniel goes, I'm going with her. And they're like, whoa, 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 sir, you can't go with her. And he's like, that's her husband. He needs to go with her. All these people, they're all in uh, you know, Travis's house. And they're like, sorry, we can't do that. You can't go. The only person I have on here to take is uh, Nick. Nick, uh, Nick Clark. And, uh, which I, sounds like Dick Clark, really, and, but they're both zombies. Um, she, so, uh, you know, Alicia's like, run, run, motherfucker, run, run, rabbit, run. And Nick runs for all of six and a half feet before he's beaten the face with a gun and tackled. And I'm like, good job, Nick, you fucking junkie. Maybe if you'd been sober, you'd have made it over a fence or two. But they, uh, they take both of them. Um, and then the military girl's like really gets in Eliza's head and is like, Hey, you should come with us. Come on, let's go. You can, you really want to help? Like you said, let's go. Eliza's like, I have a son to take care of. And she goes, well, we can come back for him. And which means you'll, that'll never happen. Um, 
It might in the show, but like her plans aren't that. I think she's trying to keep her to herself. Like I said earlier, gonna do some zombie scissors. Uh, fucking show. And then, so Madison's all pissed off because they took Nick, and she sees that Liza's with him, and she kind of walks back in. And they always have to do something, uh, in an evil whisper, a vague like. She walks because she walks in and she goes, Liza, she did this, or she did this, or some shitty like that. Which I kind of understand at that point. It was like the first time I really understood what she was going through and associated with her character. But um, this kind of weird. Everyone's torn apart, and I kind of like that. I like the last two or three minutes of the show because it got actually really interesting. And unfortunately, it was I had a a long forty minute turd um, attached to the front end of it, and that really bothered me because the ending was cool and that was cool, and then. It got after after the spot where she said that. It cuts to uh, Travis on the roof. He goes up there, and he looks like he's really upset. Obviously, his family's been torn apart. Um, Chris is mad that his mom left. Madison's mad that her son got taken. It's a real division of family. <laughs> anyway, it really represents the American way in 2015. Anyway, couldn't even go through that without hiccuping. Didn't care. Um, Travis is up on the roof, and he looks over, and he's. He looks up and he sees that little flashing light in the in the house across the way, outside the fence. Who everybody keeps saying that everybody's dead out there. And he did tell the military military guy about it, and the military guy said he didn't give a shit, and then he wasn't gonna do anything about it. And Travis is like, I figured as much, okay. But then he's looking up and he goes, Wow! And I'm like, Oh, Travis is gonna go. Oh no! And you realize that the light itself stopped because, and then you see more lights because it, the military just shoots the shit out of him. And I was like, Oh, that was fucking cool. Like, that was interesting. I didn't see that coming. And then the episode ends. And I'm like, God damn, you like... Um, it's like a turd that you dipped in glitter. Just the, the little tip of it. Like, just the tip. And then set it down. And if the glitter's on the right, that would be the timeline for this show, this, this episode. Where it was like... At the very end. Like, that's it. But it was a 40-minute fart before that. It was fucking terrible. I didn't like this episode at all, except for the last... Maybe I'm being a little uh, ridiculous with two minutes at the end. But, like, it might have been, like, four or five. But when it started where they showed up to take her, was to Daniel's wife, was when it got really good. And unfortunately, it was only that scene and then a 40-second scene at the very end where he sees the house with the light. And I was like, that was it. Holy shit! This ep- next episode better be a blowjob episode, where I I I, I end up getting a blowjob because I don't want to watch that again. Ugh. Anyway, um, thanks for listening, guys. Go to loiteringwonderland.com, loiteringinwonderland.com. Check out all of our shows. We got eleven shows on the network now. Check this out. Okay, listen up. Eleven shows. Do not fast forward. Do not skip. Don't be a dick. It's gonna it'll take me one more minute to get done with this. Phoenix West Show, LIW Improv Theater, LIW Movie Review, LIW Nick Cage Cast. That's right, I review Nick Cage movies. LIW The Twilight Zone Review, LIW American Horror Story Review, which debuts tomorrow. Very excited. LIW Fear the Walking Dead Review. In case you haven't heard of that, you're goddamn listening to it, and you're at the end of the fourth episode, so get your life together. LIW Fargo Review. 
LIW Gotham Review, LIW Chicago Sports Review, LIW NBA Review. That's 11 shows, people. That's 11 shows. I'm busy. This network's huge now. We are fucking massive. We're up there. Um, anyway, if you want to advertise on the show, go ahead and send an email to loiteringwonderland at gmail.com. Loiteringwonderland at gmail.com. Check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash loiteringwonderland. Instagram and Twitter, LIW Podcast, and all other shit like that. If it's social media, it's either Loading One Nine or LIW Podcast. Figure it out. Come on. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube, and probably other things that automatically update podcasts. I'm not really sure. There's like a million podcast apps, but those are the, those are the ones we I cater to especially. I go out of my way for. Anyway, until next time, go buy my book. $5 book on loitering1online.com. I can't, I slur through it every time. At loitering1online.com, go buy my books. $5 digital copies or on Amazon. Search for Phoenix West. $5 books. I have three on the website, or four on the website, three on Amazon. Excuse me. Anyway, until next time, until episode 105, which is titled, um, let's see here, Cobalt, which is like a blue gray color. Anyway, I will see you later. So, so long, citizens. Goodbye. <laughs>